Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow, great to see you again. Critics agree, Loki season two is marvelous, great, and it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two, now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. You are listening to Absent Minded. Brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com Hello and welcome to the top 5 under 25. It's a fantastic level that we've reached. There's some fantastic prospects that we are going to talk about. The future, the, the real future of Montreal Canadiens. Can we say that? Yeah, we can, for sure. Uh, now it's getting uh, properly interesting. And as we've said before, uh, on this year's top 25, under 25, it's so fascinating that there are almost no one aging out this year. Only Lucas Vedimo and Jake Evans, I think. And uh, if we look at the prospects which are still to come, it's young guys, really young guys. And we're starting off today with a 20-year-old Swede, who you love, absolutely love, right? I, I have to say I have a bigger crush in this list than Matthias Nordhinder for sure. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. Yeah, it, it, he hasn't been on the list yet, so, so we, let's leave it at no. that. Let, that sounds surprising. Yeah. But first and foremost, I, I think I mentioned it in the article that you hopefully just read, or, or if you listen to this before you read the article, there is a little bit of a jump between um, number six spot, which is, uh, uh, now I've forgotten it. Caden um, Primo. Primo. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Matthias Norlinder, who is at number five spot. But it's almost the same jump for Norlinder to reach the number four spot. So he is a little bit in yeah. a no man's land. Yeah, it really is. And it's it's fascinating to watch because I, I've read through the comments on, on Primo and, and Mete and everything. And, and here we come to what Jared spoke about as well, that how can you, like so, some people value uh, value talents differently. I mean, a guy like Victor Mete, who was in the seventh spot, he's already played 170 NHL games. We have Caden Primo, who made his first NHL start last year and had, uh, well, ended up in um, uh, becoming the AHL Rookie Goaltender of the Year or like in the AHL Rookie Team of the Year. And then we have a guy like Matthias Norlander, who only has played 15 games as of now in these SHL and he comes in before. And I can understand that people um, can tend to wish that the others would be higher. But if you listen to what we've heard in Patrick's um, dispatch podcast and everything uh, surrounding Norlander's development, I mean, the sky's the limit for a guy like that. And there is no reason to not be excited about what he can bring moving forward, even if he had, doesn't have enough, um, well, he doesn't have that much experience as of now. 
on the other hand, he has pro experience because we also have to mention he played a, a full season and a half, more or less, in, in Hockey Allsvenskan, which is at a really good level. It's it's a, a beat down from the SHL, but it's it's also not that much worse than maybe the, the, the Czech League or, or the Slovak yeah. League or, or something like that. So German to, League, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We, we speak about Tim Stutzle and... and uh, Maurice Sider and, and and everyone coming out of, of the of the DEL and and Norlander has played on that kind of level. Let's let's be honest with that. And he won um, the Golden Cage or, or the Gold Gold Galleret for uh, as the best junior player last year. It was a little bit of a surprise to himself, but we know a seasoned NHLer like Tobias Enstrom has said that he will be an NHLer for sure. He will um, he will not. Uh, he will have a big impact on the NHL game, etc., etc. Uh, so, so there is not just anyone. It's not just one person saying all these things. Uh, his former coach Helberg was was saying, you know, fantastic things about him. He brought out the best of Tobias Enstrom. Uh, we got uh, Roger Runberg saying fantastic stuff. We got um, his development coach that you're actually going to hear in a few minutes. Uh, because we secured an, a, an exclusive interview with uh, Christopher Nasland from Frölunda about Norlander's development over the last few months as well. But, but there is a lot of people saying very, very good stuff about Matthias Norlander. And the right, the right people are saying the right stuff about a young guy. Exactly. It's it's not just the media. It's not just this. No. It's not just that. Um, Obviously, the media in Önskjöldsvik, in Övik, uh, as, as we say in Swedish, because it's really difficult to pronounce for us as well, uh, we're saying that he's going to be the Norris Linder. But, but no, let's not put that name on him. But, but he's no. going to be a very good top four defenseman in the NHL. I think also it, it kind of, for the people who aren't as high on Norlinder as of now, I think it's a lot to do with the fact that he was passed over once in the draft because once you get passed over once in the draft entirely you kind of get this a uh, reputation as you know you're one year older and everything and you don't get the hype that maybe he would have had if he was drafted as a third um third round pick a year earlier but let's also his, not forget yeah. that he has missed two development camps yeah or, or so, so there is that as well so the media hasn't really gotten into him in the same way as even they got into Romanov because he was over in Montreal skating and getting to know the city, which was great. Uh, but but Norlinder hasn't had that opportunity. He was injured the first year and, and this year, for obvious reason due to COVID, we, we can't, there wasn't a, a development camp. So Montreal media hasn't gotten into Matthias Norlinder in the same way as they have gotten into other prospects. It's more or less eyes on the prize that has it. Yeah. And, and um, it, it is interesting. On the other hand, when we look at the voting with 400 votes and he still ends up some, somewhere around number five, very clear number five, let's be honest with that, it's, it shows that the majority, where, where the majority put him is obviously more often than not right. I had him at four, I think. Um, yeah. Um, that there are others that had him quite a bit lower. Uh, and it's fine. The community had him at seven, though. So, like, it tells you that the community is a bit lower on him than the staff. Yeah, but there was also some in the staff that had him even lower. So we, we, we know that. Yeah, it was it was Mark. Yeah, <laughs> just just you know, put him putting his name out there. Yeah, Mark loves these goalies, so let's be honest with that. Like, I hate the yeah. goalies. Mark loves them, so it's fine. We 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 
evening it out the, the tough way. And I think that's really good. And, and that's the strength of this. The, the more people that that is involved in the voting is is going to make the list stronger and the projections probably more true. Uh, Matthias Norlander is number five. He has an amazing skating. Let's let's just start there. It's, it starts with his skating and his hockey IQ, and then he just builds yeah. from it. And and you're actually going to listen to what Christopher Nasland said uh, earlier today. Um, it's it's Thursday though, uh, or Friday though. So uh, he will play tomorrow, which I'm mentioning at the end of the interview. Uh, but it's it's a it's a really good interview, and you will listen to what Christopher Naslund says, and we'll get back to you after that interview. And we're joined by Christopher Naslund, who is coach or, or defensive coach for Frölunda uh, Hockey Club in in Gothenburg, Sweden, and who is coaching Matthias Norlander every day, more or less. Christopher, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for being. And um, first and foremost, because this is the question ever I uh, interview someone with a surname that has played in NHL, there are no relationship between you and Marcus or Mats, right? Uh, actually, me and Mats, uh, we, we are re- related. It's kind of a long, <laughs> not that close, but we are we are related. All right. He used to play. He used to play for the Canadians. I know he he was there when they won back in the eighties. Yeah. Um, still has the rookie scoring record for Montreal. It's cool in that regard. But we're here to speak about another yeah. Northerner uh, from from John um, Fosch, Matthias Norlinder. He's just returned from injury. Um, how has he looked upon his return from from the injury? Yeah, his first game, he, he was kind of a hesitant and kind of what you expect from a guy coming back from a three three weeks absence. So he was a little uh, hard to recognize on the ice. But uh, second game he played a couple of days ago, he was way better. Uh, really good skating and, and passing abilities. And he really makes a difference, especially in an offensive game. Uh, so um, it was nice to see him back on the ice this week. Looks better and better every day, I think. It, it, it was an upper body injury, obviously, but uh, has he been able to be on skates the whole time or has he been um, working out in the gym or, or just doing uh, physical work? No, first 10, we- 10 days he, he had to just do the, um, he had to be really careful with the, his uh, upper body injury. So uh, after 10 days, he started skating and, and could do it more and more. So he, he, was, um, he was able to skate like the, the last, one and a half week before he, he played the first game. His skating is exceptional, really. Um, sometimes it feels like he can skate backwards faster than others can skate forward. Uh, his edge work is great. Um, is that something you work on during during the season, or, or is that something he builds up during the off-season? Uh, yeah, he, his skating was so good when we came here, so we're more focusing on other stuff, on his time on ice. Uh, he's always working on it offensive game and how to shoot the puck how to get quick steps and passes and and how to defend one-on-ones without the puck that's that has been his main uh, uh, areas to work on uh, his skating is so good uh, so we're, we're spending the time on areas we think he can improve more in um, but he's really the the strength and the explosiveness in his legs are so good too he, he jumps over three meters and uh, 
just um, from standing. So yeah, from standing, just over three meters. So he he's really explosive and strong, and that helps him propel on the ice. So he's a great great skater, and and um, yeah, we we kind of focusing on on the other areas. So so I've seen also that, and I I think I spoke with Roger or with you, I forgot with whom, but um, that he seems to have built up his core a lot this summer. And it seems to me that it has improved his balance and his strength overall around the boards and around the net. Yeah, I totally agree with you. His balance is, is, is great, but he tended to kind of, his upper body were, weren't that strong. So he kind of fell over with the upper body and losing a little balance on the ice. He's way stronger now. I, I totally agree with you. And, and uh, he, he spends hours in the gym every week uh, and hours extra on the ice just to improve. And, and um, it, it's really important to have a good core strength if you're going to box out big players in the, in the National Hockey League. So yeah. it's, it's good to see it's improving. He's taken uh, a step up from Modo in Hockey Alsenskan to Frölunda, the European champions, and, and current actually SHL champions because there was no playoffs last uh, this fall or this spring. Um, are you surprised by how well he has adjusted into the team and into a better league? Uh, my, my expectations were high, uh, to say the least. When we watched him last year in Modo, we, we called him really early last season, but but to be honest, yeah, I'm a little surprised he's, he's doing so well, especially in the game without the puck, because we more of a, a less uh, thought of him as a, an offensive, really offensive weapon, and we had to work so much with his defensive skills. But that's not the case. He, he's really good in the game without the puck, the defensive game. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little surprised he's this good this early in the season. He was, uh, obviously, that's where the injury happened. Uh, he got a chance to play with the national team in Cariola Cup. Um, even it was a youth team that, that was sent from Sweden. Were you surprised about that as well? Yeah, a little. I mean, he, he played great with us. so uh, But still, a little surprising it was. But... but just fun to see players join the national team from our organization just showing that we're we're on the right path with what we do every day I think um, well I think it was a good choice he was for sure one of the best demon in the league uh, first 10 games so it was a good choice by them yeah, and speaking about um, players joining the, the national team what was it Frölunda had 8 players that has been part of Frölunda organization in the Swedish World Junior team uh, right now, right? Yeah, I think it was something like that. So, the academy is doing a hell of a job with the players and every day coming here to improve. So it's kind of built in the wall, in the walls, like the culture is set, how, do, how we want to work with every guy that comes here. And that also, mm -hmm. I know Matthias, he had offers from every SHL club uh, to join them. He chose Frölunda partly because he's always been a Frölunda fan, but also because you really are one of the top organizations outside the NHL in order to reach the NHL. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're so happy that he, he chose us. And I, don't, I know he had one question after he signed. It was like, how do I get into the rink at night <laughs> when the other guys are not there? 
for the extra practice. So that was pretty funny. He likes to he, he there's no stop how much he can be practicing on the ice. He spends hours and hours every day just improving with stuff with the puck, his his shot, and he's he's always doing something. He obviously um, watched that. Um, was it uh, the road to the Winter Classic with with Yarmir Yager, where where he asked the same question when he reached Philly, or wasn't it uh, that he wanted to to know how to get into the practice ring at night? And if he could get a spare yeah. key, <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, that's the way of the, the the great players. So that's good. Um, when um, you, you mentioned he's shot, it's for me. I've followed him also since he since he was drafted by Montreal Canadiens, but also so, so I've seen him in Modo. But it seems to me almost that he's a bit hesitant with his shot. But he's he's picked up up in in Frölunda. But he's fallen over a few times as well when he tries to unleash that cannon that he really has. Yeah, I totally agree with that. He, he's When there's no guy blocking a shot, he has a tremendous shot. In a game in tight situations, he, he, he's not getting to work the way we want it. So um, it's going to take some time for us. We, we, mu- we really need to practice on tighter situations. To shoot, we, we got to shoot fast and the guys in between the puck and the, and the net. So that's one thing we, we got to work a little bit more on. He's so been hesitant. To relax and be comfortable. Yeah. He's been hesitant a little bit with, with shooting in general, even in Modo, um, almost always preferring to play a, a good pass and set someone else up. Is he not selfish enough? I don't really know because when you, when we work every day, he's really selfish. He want to score every time he misses the net. He said that's a bad shot. It's not in the net. I need to hit the net. I need to score every time I shoot. So he's really determined on what he want to practice on. Then I think just need to get that mindset right in in games that he could be the difference maker from scoring. I I, I think we'll get there in in a, in a couple of months. We will get there hopefully in weeks, but. It takes some time for him to get that mindset that he could be the one deciding the game offensively. A lot of, of Montreal fans, uh, some of the media that hasn't followed Frölunda or SHL as much as, as I do and, and uh, obviously as you do, but um, they're looking at the stats line saying that he doesn't score enough for being an offensive-minded defender. Uh, I can say that he's worked, as you mentioned as well, on his defensive side of the game. But should we be worried about the points or, or will they just... Will it be the ketchup effect that when they come, they, they're going to come in the drops? <laughs> yeah, it will certainly be the ketchup effect. I'm, I'm sure. Maybe it needs a little more time here, over here, to, to just to, to excel uh, offensively. Uh, and also, he hasn't had that much power play practice. And most of the D's they score their points in in the offensive D's they score their points in the power play and. He hasn't been playing power play that much earlier in his career, so it's a step for him. Now we're trying to we're trying to get him to play offensive situations more uh, and be better in those situations. So I think it's just a, a little a matter of time, and also the role on the team. Like we we will get him on the power play again, and now he's out of the power play, but that's mostly because he was out with the injury, and we'll see. Uh, what the plans are in the coming weeks here. 
when um, he started out playing center and and the hockey IQ is obviously one of his big strengths um is that something that you see more and more that defenders good defenders and especially good defensive minded uh, offensive minded defenders uh, have played forwards early on in their career yeah i i've seen that it's kind of common that that most uh, skilled defensemen used to play forward when they were young so that's that's one thing i've noticed and i think matthias he's, he's really his reads are so good he's so quick in all their reads both offensively and defensively uh, when you work as a coach it's, it's really nice to have players like that you don't have to teach him about the reads because that's kind of hard i think that's that's a hard thing to improve be quicker in the reads and and he's really really quick both offensively to see when when there's a chance to join the rush or go for offense or if there's defense who who's he knows who guy he has right away the check id is great projecting um this season is difficult uh, obviously covid-19 is uh, wrecking havoc with the schedule in in the SHL sometimes it seems like you're playing four games a week and sometimes it's one or two uh, but where do you see uh, Matthias projecting uh, towards the end of the season? Will he be that first pairing D, or will he be the second pairing D still? And and what about next year? Yeah, we're we're not really we're not really playing. We're like a four line hockey team. We're not playing first, second, third, fourth. But we're in ice time. He he's uh, in the second line. I don't know if you can count it like that. So. Uh, to me, I Matthias would be a, he will he will be one of the best defenders in this league next year. But we, we're aiming for him to be this year. Uh, it's kind of hard to predict how long it will take for him to to really dominate the league. But I'm sure he will. He will. It's just a matter of time and, and how quick it goes. It's kind of hard to predict. Um. And and obviously it would be very good for you guys, especially, <laughs> but but for Matthias as oh, well, yeah. to to have him reach that peak already this year, uh, especially with the thought process of, of being in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. And you you, this pod will go out on Monday, but um, you're playing a regular who is an up and coming team, and who plays a very attractive hockey as well um, on on Saturday. Um, and will challenge for the for the top. They were already challenging last year. How good is it to get these early games for for players like Matthias when you face the top contender and maybe learn from that? Yeah, I know we played them last last time in in on our away game in, in Engelholm, and we we suffered the, uh, a late goal. We had the four four equalizer just a couple of minutes before the end and then we suffered a late goal like one and a half minutes left of the game uh, so that wasn't a bad experience <laughs> and I think lots of the young players uh, had struggled that game because uh, they're testing us this team they're really experienced and good players they're good net front they're strong so we need to be on top of our defensive game when we play against them uh, so it's a really good experience for players like Matthias to to be to be in those games for sure. Thank you, Christopher. It's it's always great to hear from you. You you bring an added insight to to our coverage of, of Matthias Nolinder and SHL in general. Um, we wish you the best of luck for for the weekend and for the continuation of the season. 
and uh, especially it's a couple of weeks before Christmas, so I hope you and your family get a very good holiday season. Yeah, same to you. And we're back. That's that's one hell of an interview, isn't it? Not not yeah. the, not the journalist asking the questions, but the way that Christopher Naslund really promotes this young guy. Yeah, it, it tells you something about the confidence they have in him because we know what. Um, well, most coaches tend to want to be a bit uh, not timid, but just uh, a bit cautious when they're hyping up their own prospects because. If they tend to praise them too much, it can create uh, some kind of, well, uh, just a weight on their shoulders, an extra weight on their shoulders. The fact that this guy who just came into the organization this summer uh, into Frölunda, and they're already, we've heard the interview with Naslund that you did um, during the uh, autumn as well. If you haven't listened to that, go and do that. Uh, uh, we've it's, heard it's not possible to listen to because it's in Swedish, so don't oh, do that. Oh, that's right. But yeah, read that's right. the article me. that I wrote, or... or David wrote with the help of me because it was yep. David's article to, to, to more extent. I just did did the easy stuff. I did the interviews and then we collected the the different angles to, to what to use. But but yeah, I mean like Roger Runberg has I think done two or three yep. interviews about Norlander with us and, and Christopher Naslund. This is his second time being on the pa, uh, on on Eyes on the Prize with his thoughts about Norlander and it's amazing really what what he does say. Yeah, and uh, before we uh, before we listen to the interview, you said that about like about Norlinder's uh, skating and uh, you know about his hockey IQ. What really impresses me when you listen to Christopher Naslund is Norlinder's work ethic. Because if it's something that we see, um, except for the fact that um, well, except for the hockey IQ, when it comes to all of these top prospects in the Canadians organization, it really is work ethic. And the fact that Norlinder seems to really know what he wants to get better at and that he wants to train as much as possible, it's just a good sign moving forward. I think I asked, I remember doing the, the coaches challenge interview with, um, I think it was both Sam Hallam, Roger Runberg and, and uh, Robert Olson, where I asked them to define character because this is the word that is used a lot by by GMs, by by uh, scouts, etc., and and stuff that can't really be valued by the analytics group. That that's what they think. And character, they, most of them say it's the guy that comes in every day, a little bit before time, and leaves a little bit after time, and always gives a hundred percent. And it has been ingrained into the Frölunda society. Uh, thanks a lot to Joel Lundqvist, but really that is what you're looking for and and it sounds like Matthias Norlander is is right up that alley asking for a key card and directly when he signed in order to get more access to the hockey rink in the gym that tells you a lot about the work ethic as you mentioned exactly and I think as well the fact that he was a bit of a late bloomer and has been a bit of a late bloomer I think that just adds to what he feels, I mean, now he feels that he's so close to becoming a bearing player, a, a big uh, big contributor to a great team in Europe and then potentially going over, hopefully going over to uh, to North America. I think that just adds something to, to his willingness to prove himself. And it's perfect to be in an organization like Frölunda moving forward for the Canadians as well, to be able to communicate with them. And we know the talent development they already have and the many young players that he has to... Um, 
well to learn together with from these older guys like Joel Lundqvist. Uh, it's just a perfect. Um, he, he has developed perfectly since he was drafted. Uh, one year in Moto and now for Alinda, it's just, it's just great. And and you have to say that year with Moto um, was was perfect for him, even if he had a concussion. It was perfect in the regard that he got to play with Tobias Enstrom. And even if they were not friends, maybe off the ice, he saw what it took to be a seasoned NHLer and to be able to continue to play, even at that level, at that age. Uh, it, it will help Norlander to know what he has to do in order to reach his goal. And his goal has always been the NHL. Um, yep. I also find it interesting that he has played center. Uh, I think that is something that, that should really be considered. Uh, Naslund says a lot of the Swedish defenders has played center or forwards earlier in their career. And I think this is this is a massive thing because it, it makes you maybe have a better understanding, better vision, better know-how of the game of hockey and where to place the puck. Yeah, and it just, I mean, the, being a defenseman in today's NHL is not like being a defenseman 10 years ago. We saw that when Carl Olsner signed. Um, so just having the, the IQ of being able to position yourself against... I mean, really understanding how the forwards move and how the forwards act, even if you've just done it in a junior setting yourself. It just helps with, with your both your defensive and off- offensive positioning moving forward. Exactly. Um, th- there is one thing that obviously everyone is talking about and, and what, what I do as well and uh, when I rank different prospects. And it's the fact that he hasn't really started to produce in the SHL just yet. But on the other hand... He's taken maybe two steps forward in his defensive game. One is, is his balance on the skates, strengthening his core, making sure that he's protected and he, he is tough to move. But the other, way, uh, other thing is also the positioning that he, he has and something that David uh, Sanoi really spoke highly about in that article of ours before. Mm. No, it's, it's absolutely. You have a point there, yeah. So going forward, and, and this is this is my favorite quote from any coach, I think. Uh, there were a lot of good quotes in, in that article with, with David, David and me. But it's, it is the fact that it's the garden and our, a gardener analogy that, that Rundberg has, that I am yeah. watering the plants, I'm checking the temperature, I'm, I'm, I'm twisting and turning a little bit here and there, I'm putting them in the silage, I'm putting them outside of the silage, etc., etc. And come harvest time, they are ripe, they are perfect. And that's when you reach that stage of a self-playing piano, more or less. And that's what they're hoping for Norlander to reach already in this playoffs, but for sure in next year's SHL tournament. Definitely. And it's not obvious. I mean, for, for a coach in today's... Uh, well, if the SHL is the third or fourth best league in the world and Frölunda is a team competing at the top, it's not obvious that you're going to have that approach to developing prospects because you know that as soon as they get great, you're just going to have, well, you're just going to lose them to the NHL or the KHL. Um, but Roger Runberg is really a, a premier talent developer and he likes doing it. And that's what that's what makes it so great that Norlander took the step to go to Frölunda of all clubs. It just makes it easier for us to project that he will continue to develop moving forward. And you actually, we have to say this now because it's been almost a year, Anton, but we were saying Norlinder to Frölunda to 
the Montreal scouts in Engelholm in February last year or, or this yeah. year. And a week later, more or less, he signed with Frelandau. Or other rumors were out. Lulio was so pissed he didn't sign with them, so they leaked that he would go to Frelanda. Uh, and I think L- that. Lulio- Lulio got back at Frölunda now by signing Fabian Lussel, yeah, uh, the so. top prospect for next year's draft. Yeah, so so I mean, like, but but it's it's interesting, and I think it's it's really really cool the way that that uh, it might have been Kolefio actually. I forgot which club it was, but but we we said it to the to the scouts. I I'm sure that they weren't aware of what was going on, and they let it rest on Matthias had a chance of choice himself. But it's really really cool that it happened. Um, I also uh, see parallels with Darlene. I, I really do. The puck movement, the balance on the skates, he's not there really physical yet, but he, I mean, like, it's a very good comparison anyway, but but he is there and, and getting closer to that kind of level uh, in SHL even a few years later than Darlene. So, so this is the kind of player you're looking at. You want that guy to move up and down the ice. You want him to become more physical, uh, strengthening, but, but physical in the right way, not just go and throw big hits and get out of position because Matthias Norlinder, even if he's great skating, he, can, uh, he can't go wasting extra strides because he has to make, up, make them up every now and then. And, and mm. his skating is bailing him out sometimes, but that is what it takes i mean like he learns from his mistakes he learns from experience and they're giving him that in frelunda yeah and as you've said he is he, he may not have the points in the point column as of yet in the shl but the fact that he has worked so much on his defensive play means much more um because that means that he can slot in more as a two-way defenseman with offensive upside than just being an offensively minded defenseman we see with even a guy like Eric Carlson, who has just been, he, he has, his whole career has been built on offense. And now we see that, well, when he has to take more responsibility defensively, he can't really do it because he didn't learn it from an early age. And that just makes it more difficult when you're 30 all of a sudden. Um, so it's great for Norlinder's development that he's just taking the time to to just be better in his own zone. He also yeah. got a chance to play with the national team. Obviously, it was cut short because of the injury that he just recovered from. Um, can we expect Norlinder to, to play more in, in, in the national team this year? Or was it just that it was sent a, a, at an early stage in, in the season and they sent a little bit of a junior team? I think it's it's a bonus if he is already there um, when when you know more more senior players are called but it, it wouldn't surprise me considering his uh, how he has developed in in just a year's time basically it wouldn't surprise me if he gets more call-ups this season already it definitely wouldn't surprise me if he gets call-ups next year yeah i'm thinking more like he can get a call-up the rumor has it that for Isvestia, it's always going to be invest Isvestia in my mind but i think it's channel one cup now that is only going to be mm. like a russian based players that are going to play for sweden or uh, uh in order for it to to you know sort out the covid rules uh but it wouldn't surprise me if he continues uh, this trajectory that he can get a shot at playing in the bay or hockey games or as we we like to to call them the, the stockholm games 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think the fact that, well, obviously, if we see it, then uh, the national team coaches see it as well, that since he has, you know, worked on his defensive game, because we remember when he was selected for the uh, World Juniors last year, he was basically a seventh D-man. He didn't get a lot of playing time because the coaches, Thomas Montana and company, they preferred putting in a guy like Adam Jinning, who is... Well, he's a mountain of a man, and he's you know he he covers a lot of zone in. in he yeah, was the he captain as well. Let's be honest with that. He so. was, yeah, but that tells you something about how you coach as well. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, like uh, just the fact that Matthias Norlinder is more sound all round now as a prospect. Just, I mean, it it opens up more doors when it comes to playing in in different in different pairings on the national team and in Finland. You also have to remember that at World Juniors Championships, when uh, Sandin got injured, they only played Sandin in the offensive zone and played Norlinder in the defensive zone. So Montaigne obviously saw already that he is a pretty strong defensive-minded player. You know, it's not just offense, 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 as you mentioned with Eric Carlson as an example, but more maybe uh, something towards Heiskanen or or something like that, where, where he really can play. And I think it's important to realize that it's not the Eric Carlson type that you want because you have to put him with a certain kind of player. Matthias Nordinder can mm. can play both roles and therefore by carry a, a, a defensive pairing in a much better way. Even if I loved, would have loved to have Eric Carlson at his prime in, in, in Montreal Canadiens. Let's be honest with that. But I also think that Eric Carlson could easily have lined up as a, as a winger in any, in any team he's played in, more or less. Yeah. I mean, Eric Carlson is so elite offensively that, I mean, it 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 just takes away from a lot of his defensive woes. But but yeah, um, it's just it's just it makes me salivate when I think about guys like Matthias Norlinder and Alexander Romanov on the way up in the organization on the left side, and then you have guys like Weber and Petrie signed on the right side. It's just it creates for so many interesting matchups and uh, and uh, if they continue their development because uh, you know the the elderly and the young and yeah it's just going to be great to follow they're going to be great mentors years. when these guys come over as well and Definitely. that's the main because thing because a guy a guy like Norlinder you could really you could really see him becoming a kind of a petri style kind of defenseman and that's just perfect to be um, to have a guy like petri for five more years and it's also important to remember that NHL is not a development league. So it, it, it's yep. very, very smart, as we mentioned before with the Canadians, to have these four-year options and make sure that you know you, you speak to the, co- to, to the players, you make sh- them aware that they are really appreciated. We saw what happened with Alexander Romanov, who actually today is just on his way to Montreal. And I think that you know, like he chose Montreal because of the way the club treated him when he was in Russia. And I think that is a valuable lesson going forward. Even uh, Matthias Norlinder, you leave him another year in Sweden and he will progress into, as Christopher Naslund says, into a first pairing defender or a top defender of the team. And he can build from there and it will make the transition, transition into the NHL much, much easier. Imagine that, you know, we always say this at the end of the show, He's only number five on the list. We, we, we talk this glowingly on uh, about a player, and he's only number five on the list. Imagine yeah, what the, the, ne- the other four will be. Ago. 
Yeah, exactly. A few years ago, you know, we would just be thrilled to have a guy like Norlinder in our prospect system at all. And now there are four guys who we value even higher. It's insane. It's insane. And we appreciate you guys listening to it. I hope you uh, enjoyed the first of the special guests for, for this week's podcasts. Uh, there will be one for each and every player. So you, will, you have to keep that up. Uh, on on subscribe you have to update uh, every morning to make sure that you get it on your way to work or when the boss doesn't see you listen to it at work Uh, listen to it twice leave us feedback leave us comments we're happy to to answer whatever we can it's always a pleasure to to have you on the pod and and you're you're really part of the pod now anton Uh, i shouldn't really have to thank you every time i believe i am (laughs) You, you are one of the reasons that the pod still exists and uh, we're really happy that it did we hope you do too stay safe everyone uh, and uh, drive safely if you listen to this on the road Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.